Well, we took last week off, mainly because we were 500 miles apart, but we're back this week with a new episode of The Morning After. And we can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this podcast. Let's see how many people I can tick off in the first five minutes, though, because I've I, I've, I've, I've had an, an honest revelation. Let it do, out. Do this you is the place to do it. Do you remember um, when Katie was, she, I mean, she had to be like eight months pregnant, and we were talking about ugly babies, right? <sighs> And we'd had the discussion, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what if? Because look, they they happen, right? Not all babies are the cutest looking things ever. I know, stop making it's that uncomfortable. uncomfortable face. But it's true. Okay. This podcast is about truth and being honest, right? Mm. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what if, heaven forbid, I have an ugly baby, right? So, I, uh, I as, as, as Chandler has grown, she's two and a half months old now, and, and like, I'm biased, but I've had enough unbiased people tell me and I believe them that like I have a beautiful baby. You like, do. She's really really pretty. Like she is adorbs. Everything about her is perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I I I think she is beautiful. But here's here's now my new concern, right? I'm actually a little terrified of how beautiful my baby is. I know because, where you're going with this. Right. Guys, you know where I'm going. Because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> she is going to grow up and be a beautiful young woman, and I'm going to have to be fighting all these bastard boys away from my front door because they're all going to want to take her on dates. And I'm like, get out of here. That's actually not where I thought you were going with it. Here's where I thought you were going with it, oh. is that you know how like some of the... Some of the people from, let's say, high school were mm-hmm. very, very hot. The hotties. Mm-hmm. It was very attractive in high school. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we all cruise to Facebook and whatever. And maybe you get a glimpse of somebody that was once a super hottie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now, like, mm. There have been a couple. <laughs> I, I see. Because I, I, I wish no ill will towards any of my exes. We've discussed that. But I've seen some of my exes on the social medias. And, and I see them now. And I'm like, ooh, good for me. I had her at her prime. <laughs> oh, speaking the truth. <sighs> yeah, that's um. No, your daughter is beautiful. I know, but now she's gonna grow up to be a beautiful woman now, and and then mm. like as soon as she she's gonna be like thirteen, and these boys are just gonna start trying to FaceTime and Snapchat or well, whatever the social is then, and I'm just gonna wanna, I'm just gonna wanna beat the crap out of. Let's all of them. have my girl, my Julianne. Let's have her sort of like mentor Chandler because she is 12 years old. And I ask on the regular, you know, like about boys or crushes or any of the things. Sure, you have to. Not into it. Like she says, she's still very much into the boys are kind of gross thing. And a lot of the boys, she likes them, but they're more of her friend at school. You know what I mean? There's no crush happening or anything like that. And I do remember at her age, that was about when it started. Didn't really, you know, it's not like we were. She's close. I'm nervous. There was a long time where, when you and I became a team, and I would, I would laugh like, "Oh, your daughter's only a couple years away," (laughs) and I can't wait to hear all the horror stories. And now I'm like, if you need me to like (laughs) show up with a gun to just to scare, not to shoot him, like just to scare him a little bit, you know, or shoot him in the foot, whatever. You're here for me, is what you're saying. No, you get it now. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole thing. I'll, I'll tell you what it. It's not my daughter that I'm really like worried about in that situation because to be perfectly honest with you she is the most self-assured confident knows exactly who she is 12 year old i have ever been around right. she is very very much like her father me at that age a hot mess who i'm a little more worried about is my son and here's why he's going to be 10 here in just a few days i mean you've you've been around him he's he's a funny kid mm-hmm. he's spicy he uh i don't know he's just but i 
the truth of it is, my heart is going to break in so many ways when a girl takes over his heart the way, like right now, I'm like everything to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And don't Mm -hmm. think I don't love every single moment. He's been sick the last few days and I've, you know, I'm home during the day. So I've been with him all day, every day. And I mean, all he wants me to do is just lay beside him and hold his hand. You got it. Scratch his back. And eventually a couple of years from now, it's going to be some other girl. He's going to want some other girl to lay beside him all day and scratch his back. I know. And you're going to be like, bitch. (laughs) You know, I never understood like those crazy stories you hear of how the mother-in-law is just like, you know, she's not right for my son. Right. I'm terrified I'm going to become that person. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Isn't it weird that like I want to meet all the people that your children date so I can be like, give you kind of the outside. Like, hey, Jenny, I know that you don't like it, but this is actually a good person. No. And here's why I want you to be that person, because you are not afraid to speak the truth. And and if there's something to be said, you you're not. A, you're gonna hurt my feelings. You're. And we're at that point in our relationship too, where it's okay. Like it might hurt a little bit, but mm. I know this is truth, and I need to hear yeah, it. If Miles is like 17 and has a good girl <laughs> in his life, and you get a little crazy on him, I'm gonna pull you back. I'm gonna be like, hey, listen, she's a good one. Yep. You need to show her some love because she's good for him, and you're being a jerk and scaring her away. And I'm gonna need that voice of reason, yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't want you to scare away a, a good girl out of his <laughs> I know, life. I know. I, it's just wild to me to think, and I know that now that you have a daughter, you you kind of maybe get these things a little bit more, but just, I can't imagine the day that Jules drives a car. I can't imagine the day that Miles has a girlfriend, or they go off to college, they leave my house. I mean, you know, you start thinking of all those things, it's just like... That's really going to happen. I think for my mom, one of the hardest things she went through was letting me drive. Yeah. Like I was so excited and ready to drive. And I've, and I've since I was 16, I've always been the driver. When my friends were out being debaucherous idiots, I was always the driver. Like, and, I, and I'd sometimes make poor decisions, but overall I made less poor decisions than they did because I was the driver. I liked being the driver. And so I remember the first time I left the house by myself <sighs> in my 89 Honda Prelude, she watched me. Live it. And you know where I went? One mile up the road to Target to apply for a job so I could buy my own gas. Look at you. And she was terrified to let me drive to Target. I love that we both had 89 preludes. That is so <laughs> wild to me. Of course Of we all did. the similarities. That's yeah, so funny. That's a weird one. It is weird. The pop-up headlights were everything. Yes. But... I don't know, but yeah, just going back to it, like, and I'm—I so, don't think it makes me a shallow or a mean person or anything. I am terrified that I really do think I have a beautiful daughter, and of course I'm biased. But like, if she stays pretty, you know, unfortunately, one of the one of the curses of beauty is it attracts scumbags. Like, there's going to be some boy who like literally just like, hey, Chandler's hot. No, 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 you son of a gun. She is she is beautiful and perfect, and you are not worthy. And if you don't know that, the hell off my lawn. See, and this is where I think I'm going to have to share all of my dating horror stories with my daughter so that I can tell. And I said horror, not horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. Horror. My time for mommy to share her horror story. <laughs> Here's my horror story. <laughs> what do I call maybe, horries? Maybe I'll share those too. Who knows? Oh, Jenny. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I, but I do want to be just so extraordinarily honest mm. with her because... Look, you know, you know. I mean, there's a lot going on yeah. out there in the world. And and I also the I, I'm my big struggle is I want her to experience dating because if I didn't experience, I had dozens of girlfriends before I met Katie, and Katie dated a lot of guys before she met me. It's it's it's. I think that's why we found it the the perfect the, you know the perfect match because we as you get older you kind of you realize. 
okay, I see why I liked this person, but this is ultimately why it could have never worked. And I see why I liked this person, but this is why it never worked. And right. it's finding that perfect combination. And when you do, it's just, it's it's easy. Mm-hmm. And so I need, in order for her to find, in order for my daughter to find that, she's going to have to date. Yep. And it's just terrifying, but I, I have to let her. You, you do. Um, and it's why I get extra terrified for, uh, there, I, have, I have a lot of family members who, and I think it's the trend right now, you know, getting married at like, seriously, 20 years old. Man. And it's like, they all seem to have found, I'm not knocking it, they all seem to have found wonderful people, truly, that they do seem very compatible. But sometimes I do worry about that just because I didn't get married until I was 30. And I think of all the things I had to learn and uh, to truly appreciate appreciate my spouse yeah. and and get out of your system and get it out of could my system. you imagine being married on your 21st birthday well no it would have been an absolute disaster or if i had children that young either all of it would have been or a like, complete disaster yeah, or, or like being like even like i remember i really turned it up from like 21 to 25 mm-hmm. i mean i just had a great time and and I'm not, I'm not saying that's like some big even man whore way. Just spending time with the boys no, and just it. and just hanging out and just, and just living life and traveling and doing all the things and and from to to be married at that point. Oh, I, I was in a serious relationship through a portion of that portion of my life, and I remember she was really mad when I I broke up with her. But I'm just like I am. I just was not ready to settle no. down. I no, and that's you, and that's me. And I know it does work for some people, and there's some great stories out there. But I would have to say, if statistically... Yeah. It's one of the most unpopular uh, things we talk... We, we bring it up on Q104 every once in a while. But mm-hmm. we bring that up, and we immediately, what we'll do is we'll get a call immediately from somebody who's, I met my husband when we were 16, and we've been married 51 years. And it's and beautiful. Great story. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. Good for you. But for every one of those success stories, there are 10 failures. And no one's going to call us and say... Yeah, I got married at 18, and that was stupid. I mean, like some well, people actually, do, my like, mom would call, and she would tell you that story, because basically it happened to her, and she, you know, if there's anything I did yeah. learn from my mom over the years, it's that, you know, just be, just to, be, just to live, live your life and be mm-hmm. okay with yourself and, um, you know, just choose wisely. Yeah, and then, and then there are other people who, like, they get married young, but they are so afraid of the word divorce and to be, like, known or called a divorced person mm-hmm. that they will just live their entire life miserable because they're afraid of being judged for being a divorcee. I know somebody right now that's staying with their spouse uh, because until the kids are out of the house. Like there's no the kids are different, but like there, well, I know I, I know somebody that. who literally was is married just because they don't want to be labeled a divorcee. Yeah, and that's terrible anyway. And I get that because I'm from a divorced family and I I don't want that. But my gosh, right. there are sometimes ex- circumstances go, go, to which you, you have to. Anybody listening, you I, deserve to be happy. I think this is a good time to transition into this. Um, we're going to do some listener submitted questions. And the very first one sort of relates to what we're talking about now. Okay, some questions we got from some of our listeners uh, that they would uh, like us to answer. By the way, feel free if you have if you have questions you want to submit for this podcast, uh, either Jenny or Mike, J E N Y or M I K E at Q104KC.com. We have very simple email addresses. If you could get in a time machine, and you can choose the age here, mm-hmm. what to tell your eight year old, your eighteen year old, or your twenty eight year old self. What would it be? You can choose the age, and what would you tell that person? And I'll start here, and I would go with my 18-year-old self, and I would tell my 18-year-old self to have more confidence in yourself, to, my Lord, be a little more selective with who you date. And 
stay away from the bad boys. Um, but you know, it's I am a person truly though who doesn't. I don't really look back on life with regrets. I really don't. And I've had some things that I should feel regretful for, but I feel like it has all made me exactly who and where I am and need to be in life. I feel like it's all part of the story, you know? I struggle with this question because I like where I'm at now. And it's, you know, it's the classic, it's the it's 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 God bless the broken road by Rascal Flatts, right? If you don't take the path that you were that got you to where you are, would you still be where you're at? That being said, the one piece of advice I would absolutely give myself, uh, it, it doesn't have to do with personal relationships. It has to do with professional uh, professionalism. And it's network. The yes. one thing I really hate that I was never taught that I should have been taught is that it's not about what you know, it's who you know. I would love to transport back to my 18 year old self and say, hey. You are bad at this, and you need to be better at meeting people, at shaking hands, remembering names, get not being afraid. To, hey, let me let, let me get your phone number, and I'll call you if I'm in town. Like, because I'm so uncomfortable about doing that, and I shouldn't be. It is not about what you know; it's about who you know. Meet as many people and be memorable to as many people as you can. And then anytime there's any problem, you get fired from a job or there, you know, no one's hiring. And a lot of people are hiring right now, but you know, if we're at a point in the world where, you know, no one's hiring right now, there's no jobs. There are plenty. If you know someone, mm-hmm. it, know everyone and it makes your, it, it opens up these avenues of life that you couldn't even imagine. So speaking of employment, here's a question we got. If you could go back to a previous job and work just one day, would you do it? And if so, what job would it be? And this, I guess, would be for nostalgic purposes. I mean, obviously, nobody wants the salary that they had, (laughs) you know, the shoe store job or whatever. But just because it was fun or it was a a good time in life. I'll take this one, too. I would definitely go back to it was called Lido Pizza. And it was this little pizza shop in my hometown. And I it was brand new. And I got a job there right when they opened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always been somebody that has a lot of guy friends. I mean, I've I've got girlfriends, too. But I just I love hanging out with guys. You all are just so simple. Simple creatures. We're not complicated. You're not. And you're funny. Like, I love that you and I are this way. We're silly. You know, we can be silly. We can talk about, like, silly things that would make a 12-year-old boy laugh. You know what I mean? Like, we just yeah. you, aren't afraid you, of you, it. You can, you can easily fit in with one of the guys to a point. To a point. Yeah, because, like, I still, like, I can't fart in front of you because you do get mad at that. Like, well, you handle it, it well. But, but like, if I, if I, there are times when I accidentally let one go here in the studio and you're just like... I, I can see the disappointment. I'm like, okay, like Jenny's kind of one of the guys, but she's not all the way one of the guys. Which I should, which is the way. I don't think I should be all the way Correct. there. But I do. I've just always been able to have really good relationships with guys and never cross lines either. Mm-hmm. It's just this is my guy friend, and that's what we are. And and it's been cool. Like the guys that I've had that friendship with get it that like that's where we are and it's never going to anything else right anyway my point in that is that at this pizza place there were two guys in the kitchen who were my besties just my work besties and we had so much fun i mean it would be i could sit here and tell you stories it wouldn't be fun for anybody else but my point is it was just a really really good time and a fun time and i would i would go back and work that job for a day to have that back for yeah for me and i brought it up a couple minutes ago in this podcast but from the ages of 21 to 25 i worked it was my second radio job ever and I had to move I moved to the town of Peru, Illinois um, and to, to put it it's, it's literally like right in the middle of Illinois um, halfway between Chicago and Peoria if you're familiar with the state that's where it is um, small town, nothing to it and it's it's not even, the job was cool it's really, it's, it's where I really 
got a lot of my confidence. You know, I, I really I was I was good at it, and I was accepted by my listeners really quick up there. And I got to do some. I was recognized for the okay. This is gonna be cheesy, but like you know how they say, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think. I did, especially in high school. Everybody did. Right? I know, but like hear me out, and, and maybe you'll relate to this. I really, I always, I was never popular in high school, and I really always wanted to be popular in high school, and I loved. I was so jealous of the people who were the popular kids who were admired. Um, and I'm just like, man, I'm just not cool enough. But when I was in Illinois, I I was I was popular. I had a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I was a cool person that a lot of people wanted to hang out with. And I I really enjoyed that, that time. That felt good my life. for you, yeah. It, it felt really good. I had a lot of girls who were way prettier, who who could have had a lot better looking guys than me who wanted to flirt with me. And that was I'd never had that before. And it was really cool. So I would I would go back to that job and, and not even necessarily just for the job, but just for that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Just the That's fun. the friends that I made there. My buddy I got a buddy named Jesse in Illinois who who Small, you know, we talk small town. We talk about how people, especially in small towns, they get married early and all that stuff. Jesse, I love him. He's probably he's ten or eleven years, so he's he's probably closing in on closing in on fifty. Never been married, no kids. Has a, has a, I see him on Facebook now. He has a girlfriend that he's been closer than any other girl I've ever seen him with. Never got married, no kids. In the small town, people would always judge him. Say, oh, Jesse's like a man horde. He never did this. He never did that. But he's the only one in that town now who's never been divorced. He's the only one who, if he did, you know, he all all the, all the guys in his life they see their kids every other weekend. That's and he doesn't have to deal with that. He doesn't have to pay child support. He doesn't have to pay matrimony. He's with a girl he liked because he never he refused to say. He's like he's like I am not the guy who will ever get married. But he always kept his mind open. He's like, but if there's a woman who will change my mind, I'd love to meet her. I and think you just, said matrimony, by the way. I think you meant alimony. Is that what you meant? Alimony. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's he all good. I was just trying alimony. to think about what you were talking about. No, no, yeah. But I would, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a really long way to say But those are some of my yeah. favorite. Ma- for me, that was like, I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. But no, from, from 21 that. to 25, yep. my Illinois time was... That was kind of like my college time, except I was of a legal drinking age the whole time, which was nice. Same. No, I totally get that because I did. I moved from Maryland to Florida and had that was my, my quote, college time, too. It was mm-hmm. my, my girlfriend and I just like having the best time ever, just, just going to all the bars. One more clubs. quick story just to show you how good of an omen it was. I got there and this girl, her name is ja- Jamie London. She was on her was on air. She was she was so nice to me. Uh, she pulled me in. And she was like, hey. She's like, she's like, well, how old are you? And I, I was, two, I was twenty. I had just turned twenty-one. I'm like twenty-one and two months old, something mm-hmm. like that. She's like, okay, you like beer? <gasps> I sure <laughs> do. I sure do like beer. She's like, great. We've got a bowling team that nobody takes bowling seriously. We just go there and we get drunk and we throw bowling balls. And that was my first week of being there. And I was introduced. And I was like, I'm like, that's that's all I needed. These I are like, my people. I was like, here we go. And it, it was just. just I will never forget that time. Okay, well, now we're not in those times. We're in, in the real life time, which is where we're married, we have kids. Is there something that you got away with as a kid that if your kid did, grounded for life? And I know mine right away because I was thinking about this oddly the other day. If my kids snuck out in the middle of the night and I, for whatever reason, got up and went and looked and they were not in their beds where they were supposed to be, or God forbid, I woke up the next morning and they were not at the house, I... I wouldn't even be, it would be anger, but I would be so upset. I would be so worried. I would wonder what in the world, because, and you got to think too, when I grew up, there weren't cell phones and there wasn't tracking devices. Mm -hmm. At least now I could be like, find my friends. Where are they? Nobody knew. And we, I did it all the time. My mom was probably listening to this, having a heart attack, but my, my, we did it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and even, and I don't even know that we were doing anything terrible, but we would go to parties. We would go to people's houses. I mean, nobody knew, nobody knew where we were. 
I, I would flip out at my kids if they did that. I never really snuck out of the house. And I'm with you. If Chandler sneaks out, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kid. I, I mainly like, did it at my dad's house because my room was in the basement and mm-hmm. I was able to use the, the basement door and go mm-hmm. in and out. As, and nobody, I mean, nobody knew. Yeah. I, I, and here's the thing. I wasn't a terrible kid. Like... Yeah, I drank a little before I was 21. I did. I, I, I smoked pot before I was 21, but like, like pot never really. It, it doesn't to this day. It doesn't concern me. I don't think it's a terrible thing. If I'm being honest with you, um, and like if I caught her doing it, I'd be like, okay, just don't drive. You know, <laughs> like don't 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 go out and do it. Same with drinking or, or any sort of something that inebriates you. I would just try to educate her on how to be smarter about it. Like, look, if you're I. I don't want you to do it. Don't let me catch you doing it. If you do do it and you get away with it, at least don't be the driver. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I would try to give her little bits of advice like that. Uh, she would be dead if, if if I caught her sneaking out past curfew. But the question was, you know, what did you do back then? I never really snuck out. Mm-hmm. I would just, there were times where I missed, cur- I'd stay out late, mm-hmm. but I would call well, Even my, that, like, ne- uh, well, again, there's find my friends. But, you have ways of tracking now. Well, but I would, I would even call, if I was going to be late, I knew, again, you know, you've met my mom. Mm-hmm. We had a very cool relationship to where I knew I would get in trouble, but I knew I would be in less trouble if I called. Oh, for sure. So I'd call uh, her at honest, one o'clock. That, that yeah. would be me. I'd be just like your mom with that. Like, okay, like, need I call, you to pay. I would call her at one o'clock and I'd, I'd tell, I'd tell the boys, I'd be like, if we're having a good time and I would sacrifice it sometimes I'd be like boys we're having a really good weekend or night tonight so I'm probably gonna be grounded next weekend but I'll see you in two weeks I just gotta call mom real quick and I would call her I'd say hey I'm so sorry we're having a good time I lost track of time I'm not making it I would call mom no no excuse I'm getting in the car to come home now um, but I'm like 30 minutes away so I'll be home in 30 minutes uh, and, and, and I know I'm probably, and I know I'm in trouble, but I, I just want you to know I'm safe. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, she would get mad, but not as mad if I, as if I didn't call her. Yeah, for sure. I do. And that's where I think as a parent, like, just keep me in the loop. I tell my kids that now all the time, like, you're going to screw up. That's we all screw up. Mm-hmm. Everybody screws up. And if you don't screw up, you're not learning. So you have to, you know, know better, do better. That's my whole thing with them. And I've always said that to them. But I, I just want there to be that open line of communication where even if they do the most horrible, terrible thing and they think, oh, my God, my mom is going to kill me. Right. Like, I want them to be able to tell me because will I be mad? Probably. Yeah. But my first line of thinking is going to be, OK, let's how do we fix this? How do we right. write this? Yeah. Um, by the way, if you're enjoying these questions and you want your question featured again, email us at Mike at Q104KC.com, Jenny at Q104KC.com. Uh, shoot us an email. And uh, we would love to hear your questions because we want to answer them. Yeah, and we're not afraid. <sighs> no, we're us. not afraid. Give us everything. Because that's all the questions we have for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, do you have any advice for a first-time Christmas hoster? Are you hosting Christmas? We're hosting Christmas. I didn't know that. Who's coming? Here's what happened. Well, who's coming? I, I don't know. But here, here's what happened. And there's a, long, there's a story behind it. But like now that Chandler's here, I... I don't want to travel on no, Christmas anymore either. because I want. I was raised in a divorced family where my Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day festivities involved me going to four different suburban areas around the St. Louis area where I was born. And preach, I get this. And 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 I my my daughter is not going to go through that. She is going to be home on the Christmas season. Santa is going to come down the chimney at her house on Christmas morning. Until she moves out, that's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not going to have to deal with that nonsense. And I've let I've let all members of both families know that, and they all respect it so much. And so I thought with that, I, in, in my ears, that meant 
Christmas morning, it's all, you know, we're just going to have a quiet me, Katie, and Chandler, and and that's going to be that. And then if family wants to come out sometime that week between Thanksgiving and or between Christmas and New Year, no problem. What it has turned into is that a lot of the Chicago family is probably going to be in our house on Christmas morning and that my family will probably be there at some point in between Christmas and New Year's. And there's a very distinct possibility that both grandmas on my side and Katie's side will all be in the house on Christmas morning. Mm. And I am just terrified (laughs) hosting and taking care and feeding all these people. Don't be. First of all, you're with a bunch of people who know how to cook really well and we'll definitely be all about that um but also i i think it's just it's i don't know i i love that just do a breakfast casserole even i can do that not that difficult you know Mm. what i mean do a breakfast casserole slap that in the oven for christmas morning go to your high v which i know you love so much and get to get a pre-made holiday meal you don't even have to do the cooking for that they we did that for thanksgiving for the first time last year and it was wonderful yeah, then like, you don't have to worry about it. Dinner is sir, and, and there was like there was some like we had to put we had to put a couple things in the oven for twenty minutes just to like take the lid off and put this in the oven for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, like hey, like, even I can do that. It was nice. Well, and I think that honestly, I mean, I can, I can speak for myself here, but I think it's it's about Chandler and it's about her first Christmas and everybody just wants to be there truly to hold the baby, see the baby. And I know you don't get it because I know men and women are a little different on this, but yes. like we women just love we love to look at the baby, hold the baby, talk about the baby, mm-hmm. you know. For fun. No, it's it's been. I was so when we were uh, out of town last week. It was. <laughs> here's a story. So last week we're out of town, and and, and I'm, I'm excited. We're up in Chicago the entire Thanksgiving week to spend time with her family, and um, I was excited because I have no problem, and, and I think a lot of dads feel the way, especially with newborns, feel this way. I was so excited to just hand her off for the week mm. and not think about her. Of course, I'm going to think about. It. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not going to really be have a whole lot of responsibility for her for the entire week. And if you think I'm a terrible person for that, I don't know what to tell you, but I was very I grateful. Yeah. To, I was very grateful. I'm taking a break. You all can, they're like, even Katie's mom was like, thank you so much for just like, like knowing that, you know, you, you have to share her. I'm like, no problem. You can have her as much as See, you want. And I think I'm that's good. what's funny. So I, I breastfed my kids. And um, well, it's funny because now I see what formula life is like. And I'm just like, my God, this is so much easier. Yeah. But there was something that I loved. I'm going to sound like such a freak. I There was something I loved, though, that that was only something I could do. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, sorry, I got to go feed the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, give her back. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But there was one day. So I'm like a whole week. I don't have to think about it. I, don't, I probably don't even have to change a diaper if I play my cards right, which I loathe changing diapers. So there was one day we all went to lunch. And, and, and if you've ever been, if you have family, I know a lot of our Kansas City people have family in the Chicagoland area. You understand like how big of an area that is and all the suburbs and everything. So all the women up there, they like to go shopping while they're up there. And um, but where they like to shop is it's not that far away, but it's Chicago. It's the Chicagoland area and it's traffic. And so everywhere it takes an hour to get anywhere because that's just how it is up there. So they want to do shopping one day. And I assumed that they would take Chandler with them. They didn't. They were like, we want you. We all went to lunch. Like, you're going to take Chandler home and we're going to go shopping. And I'm like, you know what? I hadn't changed a diaper in like three days at that point. I'm like, you know what? No problem. And I'm like, oh, Spent. that's fine. That's fine. This is the one time in that trip. When I get home and it's just me and her, well, and Katie's brother, who's 19 and wants nothing to do with taking care of a baby. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with n- this. <laughs> nor should he. And Chandler just decided that this was going to be the time 
to just do everything. She is going to crap all over her, up her back. She is going to be constantly drooling. I changed her outfit three times. Even she, she drooled through bibs onto the outfit, onto the undershirt underneath the outfit. That's three yeah, levels did. of freaking outfit changes. She She's like, dad's in charge. I'm going to give him some work. And she, and I was just so mad. I texted Katie in all capital letters. I'm like, Get home now! I was so mad. I was, I was, just, I was just like, and, and and which is kind of a shame on me, I guess, because I really wanted, I kind of wanted my free time. But I, I mean, I, I was so happy that they were able to have their free time. But I'm just like, get home now. But the fact that Chandler decided to just be a little, to be a little snot, oh yeah, be a little snot. Only when Dad was here, no, and I'm just like, what, that's what? my kid. What is my worst fear in the world? What do I hate the most out of anything in this entire world? Vomit. Right? right, my kids. Thank God, knock on everything around us. They're not real big pukers. They they really aren't. They've only done it a few times in their life, and I'm sure there's more to come. But thank God, they're just not pukers on the regular. Right. And the several times that it has happened, Matthew was mysteriously just out of town. You know, it happens on my watch, and I'm like, why me? Like this needs to happen when you're home. Ah, uh, well. Anywho, speaking of that, I do actually. I need to cut this off because my I have a little boy who's at home sick right now. He's been sick for the last few days. I know, and and my 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 babysitter who is Lydia Taylor on Q104. We we get her. We we I need three hour block of her right, and so usually she's over from this time to this time. Well, Katie had to go to work early today, so she's. See, I'm not paying her for an extra half hour. I don't have that money. So she, she I got to get home a half go. hour earlier. So we got to go. Hey, cannot thank you enough for listening. One more time. The email is just mike at q104kc.com. Jenny at q104kc.com. We'll talk to you next week.